Join Kristen Ace in conversations about shifting our perspective and being more connected in a conscious way with the earth, each other, and ourselves. Share in the laughter, light, and illumination of good vibrations. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Good Vibrations with Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Megan. This is Megan, my fabulous Mm -hmm. (laughs) co-hostess. We are here today with um, somebody who's very dear to me. Her name is Samantha Jones. She is a director, an improv coach, an actress, a writer, a solo show writer and performer, and um, extremely gifted and talented. Welcome to the show, Samantha. Yay, thank you. You're welcome. We're so happy to have you. This is your second time here with us. I know, I love it. It's Um, so great. Thank you. Thank you for being a returning guest. That always makes me feel good. It means like we're doing something right when people want to come back. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. So today uh, we thought we would talk about how to stay positive, how to move ourselves toward the light as opposed to, uh, you know, getting caught up in daily events or depression or, you know, the dark things. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know, Sam, do you have any, I have tons of thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. So, but I would love to hear some of yours first. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. Um, I, I feel like to do anything in life, it, well, at least in my experience, anything that matters, um, having a, a positive viewpoint on that is essential Yes. And, you know, I mean, you read everywhere and you hear everywhere. It's so much easier just to be negative. And we're surrounded with a lot of negative imagery and a lot of, you know, even just you watch the news. And I don't know about you, but I find it extremely depressing. No, I can't um, actually watch the news anymore. <laughs> yeah. I do uh, peruse the paper briefly and randomly, uh, besides always watch, uh, reading the New York Times uh, art section. Yeah. I only do it a little bit because I find it so hard then to even like get up and do my day. Yeah, I, I find the same it's same thing. And and when you know people are like, "Well, you're so ignorant," then and it's like, no, actually, if you're very tuned in <laughs> actually, and positive to it, the world, you're going to feel the vibration of everything that's happening. I that's right. I, I learn everything I need to know from John Stewart. <laughs> exactly, Bill Maher. You know, yeah. I mean, exactly. <clears throat> I agree with that. Um, but and I, I think partic- particularly this time of year, I think yes. when we're going into the holidays and everyone suddenly needs this huge influx of money, um, being positive, particularly now, I think is essential. And, and how, how to do that is, is the big question I think most people have. Well, and I think particularly at this time of year, um, and this it's December, just for everyone, this podcast will air in January. So, um, but it is right now, as we're talking about it, December. So it's mm-hmm. Christmas, Hanukkah, all that stuff. Shanukkah. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I don't know. I wonder about the materialism. I'd, I'm not saying let's not get presents for each other. But I really, for, for me, I teach my kids really about, it's about family. It's about giving. It's about love. So that's the priority. Yep, yep. And, and I think one of the keys... To, I, I find to be positive is self-love, mm. which we forget a lot. Um, we forget to pat ourselves on the back, even for the smallest, smallest things. And I'm finding lately that even if I'm like, you know, hey, 
you made a great sandwich. I mean, even if I just say that to myself, it's <laughs> a little bit better. You know, yeah, but I think that that's right on. We're, I'm doing some work right now um, with the Lotus and the Lily, and everybody hears me talk about this all the time. And one of the things is self-forgiveness. And I've got to tell you that that is really difficult. But it's but I'm under, and I do understand on a very visceral level that if I am not forgiving myself for my mistakes or uh, my failings, then I can't love myself. And if I can't love myself, I cannot possibly spread that out to my family, to my friends, to my listeners. I, I have to, it has to be good within me first. Yep, that's, that's very true. Well, is it possible that when we're seeing negativity or we're feeling negative or gosh, we feel like everything we're looking at around us is negative, that it is just a projection of sort of some inner dis-ease? You know what I mean? Like some that discomfort that you have when you're not settled with yourself. Well, sure. I mean, I, I, I think that, that it could be projections of things that you're feeling sad about. But it's also, you know, we do interact with the world. Oh, yeah. So you do go out there and, you know, people flip you off in the car. And I know, Sam, I don't think you drive a ton. No. Um, so you're kind of lucky. But, you know, here in the burbs, we're doing some serious driving and people are very impatient and it's hard sometimes not to take on that energy. And I, I just, oh, I have to share this with you guys. I just learned a new trick um, from Technohan and he says to, to get yourself centered in the moment, it, you know, and whatever you're doing, if you find yourself spiraling out is to say, and I'm going to tell you. Right now, that I thought this was really stupid. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I did until I started doing it. And I was like, because it seemed too simple. But you say, breathing in, I know that I am breathing in. And then you breathe out and you say, breathing out, I know that I am breathing out. And you do that as you breathe in and breathe out. And of course, it's a, I'm doing it right now. Good. Yeah, because it's amazing how quickly you get centered into right this very second. And I I really, I was like, that's way too easy. Well, there are just so many practices that's safe. You just take one deep breath, (laughs) one meaningful, thoughtful, deep Deep breath breath. can bring you back. Right. Yep, yep. And and, and it's such a a simple thing to focus on, but somehow it immediately calms me down. I used to have this friend whenever I was in a frenzy, you know, years ago, and I and and I would get on the phone with her, and I would blah 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 blah, and this and that, and she would just go, Megan, <laughs> breathe, and I would get so irritated. What are you talking about? Breathe. I am breathing. Oh, if I weren't breathing, you know. <laughs> yeah, yep. I really, I really am breathing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. And you know, I think another thing that's interesting, and and this is for me as well, because you know, I went on that. A ten-day meditation retreat where I was meditating nine hours a day, Ugh. and you know I sat down to meditate yesterday, and it's really the first time I really sat down to meditate in a long time, and I'm like, what happened, you know? And and I think a lot of this being positive is being disciplined about the things that you know make you feel good. Oh, and, I agree, um, absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah, and I, I mean, you know, we can all sit around and be like, oh, focus on your breathing and all that stuff, but you actually have to make <laughs> the time in your day to do these things, you know? Yes, you and, do. And if you're sitting in front of your computer too much, that makes anybody tense and crazy. You, and, and movement, I think, is underrated as well. Even yes. going for a brisk walk in the nice cold air. Oh, I agree. Can, you know, it just makes everything like, okay, 
chill out, Sam. Yeah. It's not such a big deal. And, and the truth and the other thing is, too, is once you release all of these things that bind you, all of a sudden the universe can step in and fix everything. Oh, you that's don't have right. to fix everything. That's right. Oh, that's such a big key that I really want everyone who's listening right now to hear that I was talking with a friend two days ago and, you know, I said, oh, how are you? And she said, well, you know, the things keep piling on, piling on. My shoulders are getting broader, but I don't know if I can hold it all. And I said, don't. Because when we assume that we have to handle everything, right. every detail, every problem, I, you know, then that means that we don't trust that the divine is there working with us. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. We have to have a, just a teeny quotient of trust that it will work out with our, without our manipulation. And yep. that's key for me. And it's funny oh, because yeah. if you're busy thinking about how it's going to happen, what are you going to do? What, what if I do this and I do that and what in and they do this and that, you know, trying to figure <laughs> it out like the little rat wheel, you know, with the steam gun. <laughs> Yes. It doesn't, it do, you're not in the present. No, you're not well, in the and present. It's, and it's honestly very dangerous to focus on what if I can't pay the bill, then what? Because that's where you are calling in the energy right. of, and I'm going to give you guys a really good example of calling in the energy of focusing on something. This is very private, so it's only for all my hundreds of thousands of listeners. <laughs> So last year I had a, I made a mandala with the lotus and the lily and I had everything there and, and actually pretty much everything that I wanted on that mandala manifested except for this one thing. I, um, you, well, you both know me very well. Uh, I'm very fit. I exercise a lot. I eat healthy, but I was feeling like, "Mm, you know what? I could probably lose 10 more pounds and that would be okay. So all year, this is what I did. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I got to get rid of these 10 pounds. When am I going to get rid of these 10 pounds? So guess what so happened? I gained, yeah. I gained 10. 10 freaking pounds last year. I'm at December. I'm looking at my mandala and I'm like, doggone it. If I didn't just gain those 10 pounds because all I did was yeah. think about it and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Now, that didn't mean that I wasn't exercising and eating well, but I was eating a lot more of the things that I can't eat anymore, thinking I'm going to lose these 10 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I know. It's, it's insane. Right. I mean, and mo- you know, most people don't have that understanding that, you know, the, the focusing on the negative isn't going to make it go away. You know? No, but well, I want to go back to something you said before about movement and walking and, oh, and that yeah. how sometimes when we get ourselves present, because we're not just, you know, freaking out about the future or the past, whatever, when we mm-hmm. get present, that's when the solution drops in. That's right. If, if that, you know, if there's something that we're toiling over, pondering constantly mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. obsessing, that's the word I'm looking for, <laughs> obsessing. Um, <laughs> right. It's only when we just stop. And sometimes it's like an out of control steam engine. The only way to stop is to do something mundane or move get a, out. And, what is it? Yeah. Change, change, move a muscle, change, change a thought. thought. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I loved when you said take a brisk walk. Cause I, a lot of my work is from home. My healing yep. work is at home. My writing is at home. I'm, my too. blog work is at home. Yeah. So we're independent little and Megan to yep. independent little contractors there in our homes next to our computers. And I mm-hmm. used to actually work out every day at home. 
So I would work out at home, take a shower, then go right back up to that same place and just into a different room and do my writing and then do my blog work. And and this year, the thing that I've changed, actually I changed it this month, is I'm now going out and I'm doing yoga three days a week outside of my home. Oh, wow. Because I walk there. Yes, I walk there. I walk home. I'm not secluded. I walk into town. I see all these people that I know. Hi, 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 hi. And I feel like I'm part of the world again. And I change my thought pattern from just sitting and doing things within my home. Mm -hmm. Now, I have have a thought going back to this whole concept of staying positive and Mm -hmm. kind of avoiding or I don't know if you can avoid the negativity, but just transcending it or right. something, right? Transcending it, I um, think, is a good... Is a good. So what do you do when you have a friend who seems to dwell or be stuck in negativity, right? And they call you <laughs> every day, and they kind of go through this litany of all these terrible people and terrible things. And uh, first of all, I want to say, I want to argue and, and, you know, shine light on everything, which seems to get like you know hits a brick wall mm-hmm. um and uh you know i i want to be a friend and listen to a degree i have like you know so i'm practicing keeping my mouth shut and just like waiting for them to say like what do you think <laughs> you're better yeah. than me because i really don't do that and then and then i I'll, just start talking you know then, <laughs> then i'll unleash the wrath of light on them but <laughs> but you know I, there's a part of me that that really feels like I have to minimize the exposure even because I just, yes, yes. it I, irritates me. Well, and then I find think, myself Sam? talking about it. Yeah. What do you think, Sam? Well, I think, well, I've had that experience with friends um, and with clients. Oh um, yeah, I'm sure. I work with, and you know, the funny thing about working with self-employed, like independent artists on any level is that it's very easy to get wrapped up in your own crap, you know, and, so, you know, I mean, sometimes I can, I can indulge it, but most of the time it's, okay, well, the world is going to move on with or without you participating. So you can choose to writhe around in this, you know, uh, lack of moving forward, or you can move forward and you can be the one who mm. does this work. Because, you know, I mean, I'm an actor, I'm a director, I understand that if I don't go out and do my job, there's other people who are happy to do my job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. and, and when you realize that you're not so self, like you can be self-involved, but it, all it's going to do is make you not participate and you're moving forward. And so once people realize that, that their ability or their journey is their responsibility, uh. it's their discipline to take care, to move forward, to be afraid, to enjoy the fear and to keep moving forward in, in a way of, you know, it's like, it's like if you're holding a little newborn baby, it's your baby. And you're like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to do this? What are you going to do? Just leave it on the street corner? <laughs> you're going to take care of this baby because right. there, you must go forward. Right. There is no option. So it's really, um, again, it's back to this mental discipline and, and understanding that it's, oh, not poor you. It's you have a job. You have to do it. Well, and I think that goes to the point of 
I love what you said about personal responsibility. I did not understand that for a very long time. Right. There are no victims. There are right. only volunteers. Right. Now, right. I did not understand that for a long time. And once I understood it, when when we talk about how creative we all are, and, and I am still astounded by this, that we create, and I talk to my kids about this all the time, you are creating your own universe. You are doing that. So you can't say you're not creative because you just created this gigantic whirlwind of a temper tantrum because of blah, 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 instead of looking at it from a different perspective. But it is, we are responsible. We are responsible for, if people are throwing energy at me that I'm uncomfortable with, I have to be responsible for my, um, how I'm going to receive and then deal with that energy. Mm-hmm. And I, I cannot say that I've always been that when I was younger, I had absolutely no clue about that. And I was just like, I was just reacting to anything that was around me right. instead right. of breathing and responding. Yep. And I do want to, re- I want to read you guys something. Um, it's from Rumi. Do you guys know who Rumi is? Yes, no. but you can, you can tell I can, others who might not know. Okay. So for my audience, Rumi is a Persian poet from the 13th century and he writes as the lover of god and um, he it's he's considered symbolic of the relationship of man to the divine sure. uh, it's his words are extraordinary and this to me i think this is really important this is what helps me remember that i'm connected even when things are not great and this leads to you sam and i'll tell you why in a second uh, he writes If God said, Rumi, pay homage to everything that has helped you enter my arms, there would not be one experience of my life, not one thought, not one feeling, not any act I would not bow to. Oh, that's pretty intense. It is because, and the reason why I, I wrote, I read this, I searched this out for you specifically, Sam. Wow. Um, because... And this is what helps me stay focused on the light because bad things happen. Um, hard things happen. And before I met you, Samantha, years before I met you, I hired a director to help me with my first show. And it was, um, I made a lot of mistakes. And I ended up having to go to court, hire a lawyer to um, retain the rights of my life story. Oh which was devastating for me. I made, I mean, the mistakes that I made were exponential and I learned, oh gosh, did I learn? It was a very hard, it was a very intense year for learning for me. And I had a lot of pain and I cried a lot of tears. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a few years later I wrote a new show and through circumstances that I still do not understand how they happened. I found, I came upon you, Samantha and I was calling you for a friend. Hey, there's a friend of mine who needs help with blah, blah, blah. I got your name from now. I don't even remember who. And, <laughs> That's um, funny. and could you help her? And we started a dialogue and you sent me, uh, said, well, I, I could actually help you. And I was like, me, I didn't think I needed any help right now. This is going on in my head. And, um, I sent you my tape of the show and you wrote me back. 
I know. I, I don't. If I've told the story before, everyone has to forgive me. But this is one of my favorite stories. And you sent me an email that said, "I watched twenty minutes. I can help you." <laughs> and I was like, "What the what?" So, not trusting my own judgment at that time because of the mistakes I had made in the past with that other person, I sent this email out to my husband Jeff and my best friend Dawn, and I said, "What do you think?" Both of them, like almost within seconds of each other, wrote back, hire her. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't really want to because I was like, I don't need help. Anyway, working with you was life-changing for me. On so many positive levels, my show grew exponentially. It became clearer than I could ever imagine. It became funnier than I thought it could be. I felt freer than I could ever feel. I know my, when my audiences came to see it the second and third time some people came, they were blown away. And that reminds me that that one experience with that one director taught me many, many things and led me actually to you, mm-hmm. where the experience was really divine in a oh, different so way. Bad. Yeah. Yeah, so. and I remember when I wrote to you, too. Like, <laughs> I, could, I couldn't watch more than 20 minutes because, well, this is what I said, Megan. I said, you're a caged tiger. Uh-huh. She, was like, she was like a pacing tiger <laughs> in, in, in the thing I was watching. It was like it was like if someone had opened up the gate, she would have just exploded, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I yeah. knew that, and I saw it, and I saw the value in her story, and she immediately had a universal message. And, I mean, first of all, I am I am known for being – very straightforward with the people who I work with, almost embarrassingly so. No, I love that about you. And I hound people and I don't let people go. And they'll be like, oh, you know, I can't afford to work with you right now. And I'm like, yes, you can. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes that's all people need because it's it's not even about that. I find that when you're true to the work and true to your journey and positive and not putting walls in front of yourself, the universe gives you everything you need to move forward. That's right. So she's actually a lion tamer, tiger tamer? Yes. (laughs) Well, with Kristen, yeah, it didn't take much <laughs> to open the gate. <laughs> no, that's true. It was a, it was a huge, yeah, it was like freedom. Well, I have found working with Kristen that she is one of those fantastic actresses, talents that all I have to do is give her a tiny bit of direction and bang, she just nails oh, yeah. it. She gets it. She's she's, she's not a dumb cookie at all. Well, thank you, you guys. Smart or dumb, because we know you're smart. It's it's. There's a certain talent. There's a perception that you pick up pick up instantly on direction, and you're open for direction. Because I'm also a director, and I've worked with people who are very stubborn. And like you're like, okay, all right, you know what? Obviously, I can't tell you anything. You know, you've got this character, and I can't do it. You know? No, that's true. No, that's probably why Megan and I work so well together is because she's more of the director. And I, I love to, to pick up and follow and go, okay, let's try that. Let's try this. It's yeah, a lot of fun. Once, once you feel safe working with someone, you're fine. Right. And you just, I mean, that's the way it is with all of us, I think, particularly when it comes to something creative, mm. you know, or anything, anything, you know, I any, think any dream that you have, you want to make sure that you surround yourself with equally positive people. That's right. I mean, my husband recently, uh, not recently, and now it's been five, six years, six years, got a new job and, uh, the difference for him, he works in the financial world. The difference for him was night and day. I mean, he came home. He has a 45 to an hour and 15 minute commute every day, both ways. And he comes home singing. 
la la la, whistling. We always hear him coming up the driveway, whistling, whistling, because he's completely honored at his new job. Mm. It's not new anymore. I say new. I met one of his bosses once, um, first time, and the man shook my hand and said, Jeff is our shining star, and I'm so glad he's here. And I oh. start, I started crying. Oh, <laughs> my like, God. Well, when you know what someone's been through, when they've been right. in a negative, speaking of positive right. and negative, and right. you've been in a negative situation that's, you know, it's, it beats you down. But just to reiterate, that situation that he came from was vitally important right. for him to move on to this new situation. Yeah. And well, also to believe that it's real. I mean, who goes into, you know, Jeff's field thinking one day someone's going to call him a shining star. I know. <laughs> They're not telling you that in business school. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> really not. And you know what? It's the same with love. You know, it really, really is. And in this relationship that I'm in now, I mean, this person says to me, I love driving you places. Oh, <laughs> yay. Like, like, but who says that? You know right. what I mean? Who says you would never, when you're thinking, oh, I want a boyfriend or, oh, I want a relationship, you don't think that those things can be said to you. Or like no, it's not like it's people. a compatibility questionnaire like, yeah. hey, man, are you going to enjoy driving me somewhere? Because, yeah. like, that's part of the deal. Right. Like, oh you think, my, you don't know. even know. Just, yeah, he adores it. And, and, like, you know, so so we must expect the best to get the best. That's right. That's right. Because it's there. It's but, there, even in the weirdest places. Yes, always in the weirdest places, I think. I like yeah. I like that Kristen keeps driving home the idea that even the perceived negative experiences right. turn out to be um, important experiences that lead us to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that some of that's maturity. Like, after a while, you go, like, okay, all right. Like, I know. Like, well, I know what's going on. But when you're, like, 25 and, you know, or 30 and you're... Oh, you, I don't know. I, I got to say that when I was going through that stuff... Uh, those years ago, I was, I was well, I mean, I'd been meditating for years and very center, blah, 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 blah. That's true. And yeah. I was blown out of the water. But it took, like, I was thinking back to when I first did Relevant Times Magazine the mm-hmm. first time. Mm-hmm. And I saw this, like, really cool psychic spiritual healer guy. And he, like, he, like, lays it. And I'm all excited. I'm all excited because I'm finally, this is huge. This is big. And I'm, like, 30 or something. Right. And and he looks at me and he goes, oh, well, it's a stepping stone. <laughs> I was, like, crushed. Right. And right. That, was, you know, that stayed in the back of right. my head. Oh. Uh... But, yeah, that was that stepping stone. The word stepping stone is a horrible thing to say to someone in their twenties. And when they're in a creative, when they're birthing a cre- their creative, like gene, yeah. in my mind, it was like my big, big thing, like the epitome of my existence. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. so, exactly, in the back of my mind, that always kind of sat there. But part of me said, "Okay, so that means something else is coming, and I just have to be patient." Which is yeah. right. Not that I always had that positive thought, but it was there, and it kept yeah. me. I think it was like that mustard seed or whatever. It was just enough to keep me going. Right, right. Well, and that kept you constantly striving for the positive, right? Because yeah. you know something else is coming, something else. But the thing is, something else is always coming. This That's is true. What, this is what Abraham Hicks says mm-hmm. um, that I love because um, Abraham says, we are designed to keep moving forward and getting bigger and bigger and bigger things. You, we're not designed to go, oh, that's good. I'll just stay here for the next 50,000 years. No. Because yeah. we'd still be in caves, you know, trying to light a fire somewhere. eating. You mm-hmm. know. So yeah. th- 
ambition. There's like a natural spiritual yearning and ambition, right. I guess, to grow. That's right. That's exactly okay. right. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, when we grow more patient, the older we get, too, I think. I mean, in my 20s, I wanted everything yesterday. Oh, God. Yeah. You know. And now, I mean, I'm still kind of impatient, but, but I mostly enjoy the journey now. Yes. Well, I think that there's, um, when we're, when we're knowing that we're, when we're knowing that we are divinely guided, that we're not alone, that we are, um, that there is way more positive than there is negative in the world. It, it makes it easier to breathe and relax a little. Mm -hmm. Um, well, an experience, I think piling up a, 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 what's the word, a catalog, a, of experience and history mm. we go yeah yeah i felt this before i know it's going to pass right yeah <clears throat> which you don't have necessarily when you're young everything is new and you're like what yeah <laughs> yes it's so true yeah it, it's all happening so intensely every single moment and every single you know if thing. i had had more faith and belief in the elders that went ahead of me mm. if i could have yeah. sat down and listened when they yeah. said to me just be patient it's coming Yep. Or whatever. You know, I, there were so many. My sister, you know, who's eight years older than me, would try to sit me down and tell me mm-hmm. things. And I would be like, no, nah, no, nah, I got to do it myself. I got to experience it myself. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you think... know, even, even at your age now, though, are you speaking to elders? Because, boy, I'm learning a lot from my elders. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But, I, you know, and I think there's some people that are better at it than me. I think I was a particularly defiant, annoying young person that way well i don't know if you know i don't know i was very defiant too so i don't know if i was annoying or not i don't really care to to myself (laughs) that was that was my journey i had to be on my journey my journey is going to be mine goes right back to you know um we have to wrap this part of the conversation up well everybody thanks so much for listening this is part one with Samantha Jones and um, Megan and I, thank you so much for being here. We want you to come back next week for part two. Oh, yeah. All right. So you have a good day now. Bye-bye. I love you. To hear more great interviews and stories by Kristen, please visit goodvibrationswithkristen.com or find, like, and share Good Vibrations with Kristen on Facebook. And tell Kristen about your inspiring stories.